Howdy folks, it's Tuesday the 13th of April and wherever you are today, the Lord be with you. Thank you. Today's reflection is entitled The Death of the Firstborn and we're looking at Exodus chapter 12 verses 29 to 32 and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version Anglicised Edition of Scripture. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all his officials and all the Egyptians, and there was a loud cry in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Rise up, go away from my people, both you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord as you said. Take your flocks and your herds as you said and be gone and bring a blessing on me too. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In days gone by, I've been a season ticket holder for Wigan Warriors and it was known for me to pray for Wigan to get the win, especially games on big occasions. One such game was the grand final eliminator against Leeds at Headingley in October 2004. I was 11 years old at the time, and this was the first time I saw Wigan play away. The excitement was palpable. Whoever won the game would get to the final at Old Trafford. Unfortunately, Wigan lost that game and I was absolutely gutted. I remember crying and a bloke saying to me, Don't worry lad, we'll win it one day. Six years later in 2010, Wigan did win the Super League title at Old Trafford and I was there to enjoy it. Why mention the rugby though? When I prayed for Wigan to win, I'm certain that there would be someone else somewhere praying for the exact opposite, asking God to make Wigan lose. Sometimes then my prayer appeared to be answered. On other occasions, the opposition's prayer appeared to be answered. For one of us, God seemed to intervene and there was a miracle. For the other, God was a million miles away. Now God does not intervene and answer prayers regarding sporting results because of the example I just gave. For God to answer one prayer, they would have to ignore the prayer request of another and that's not how God or prayer works. What then is the link to Exodus 12? Did God not really intervene in the plight of the enslaved Israelites? Of course God intervened and gave the Jewish people a sign of power that they celebrate to this day, the Passover, which Jesus himself celebrated during his earthly ministry. God intervened and there was a miracle. However, for the ancient Egyptians, the angel of death killing the firstborn was not a positive sign of power. In the crying out to the Egyptian people, they probably wished God hadn't intervened and shown a sign of power. There isn't enough time for me to go deeper into the passage and look at why God had to intervene in such a brutal way. Suffice to say, that's a theological essay in itself and not a daily reflection. What we do see in this passage, though, is that God is capable of powerful acts and will engage in them for God's will to be done, especially when it comes to freeing people from oppression and abuse. We also see that depending on which side you're on, God's power may seem like justice but could also be experienced as senseless violence. This was the case for the Israelites and Egyptians. Both people groups witnessed the same sign of power, 
but both had different reactions to it and saw God differently because of it. In a much less important way, parallels can be seen today at the rugby. Two sets of fans see the exact same game but react differently to it. One group celebrates with joy, the other weeps and gets upset with God. When we as Christians pray for God's justice in the world today, which is a good thing to do, and we think of places like Myanmar at the moment, let's also pray for God's peace and protection on those people who are caught in the crossfire between those who seek to go against God's will and the power of God itself. Let us also pray blessings on those who do harm, as this not only follows the example of Moses and the ancient Israelites, but also brings about transformation in their hearts and minds and keeps us from being consumed by hate as well. Our prayer today is a prayer for all those caught up in conflict by Linda Jones and the charity CAFOD. God of peace, show us how to put away the weapons of war and help us destroy the tools of destruction. God of peace, may your kingdom come. God of peace, teach us to follow the ways of justice and walk with us the paths of truth. God of peace, may your kingdom come. God of peace, challenge the weapons of war and banish hatred and division so that all your children may sleep secure. God of peace, may your kingdom come. Amen. With Christians across Liverpool Diocese, Church Wigan and the entire world, let us pray the family prayer that Jesus taught us in whatever form or language gives us the most life. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks for your time today, folks. Whatever you're up to, may your day be filled with God's peace and God's joy. See you next time.